All right, here we are. This is uh, the Art Professors Podcast, and I'm going to throw this intro on the beginning of the first 10 episodes because I've been publishing them as a video-only kind of podcast on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash video. That will be the primary source for the podcast, but now I've decided to take over one of my old podcasts called the MFA Chronicles Podcast. So if you dig in the archives before this episode, you'll see that there's other podcasts where I'm talking about MFA Chronicles. So I just decided to take over that that feed, and now it's called the Art Professors Podcast. And starting now, it's gonna be talking about what it means to be an art professor. I'm gonna have some interviews. The first 10 episodes were all solo casts where I'm just telling you my experience. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. I hope you'll engage with it and I hope you'll support the YouTube because this is the way it's going to work. I'm going to go every Friday. I'll publish on YouTube and then sometime that weekend, I'll get the audio only version up as well. So I don't know. Let me know where you found it from. I would love to hear from you. Are you listening to it? Is anybody out there? Jump. I, I'm, I can be found a lot of places. I probably won't promote the podcast much um, as far as the audio only version other than on the video version um but if you want to if you find it there and you and this works better for you please listen to it wherever it works better for you but i do hope i get your support on the youtube channel because that's what i'm trying to grow i want to grow the youtube channel to 100,000 subscribers so let's do it and interact with it go go subscribe to it go comment on the videos um find me on instagram find me on tiktok find me on all the places and interact with all the content and let me know what you are digging on um, if you want to add a comment to one of these podcasts and you want some more information about something reach out let's make it happen i'm easy to find all right i think that's it so let's listen to this so this same intro is going to be on the top of the next 10 episodes and then starting episode 11 it'll be no intro and it'll just be what i pull directly from the youtube video version of the podcast peace all right, friends, welcome back. This is another Art Professors podcast with your host, The Zim, here on The Zim Video. And I'm an art professor, currently teaching graphic design. So this is a place where we're basically dissecting what it means to be an art professor from this, this artist's perspective and my new experience. So I've taught at two different institutions. Sounds like there's a little thunder outside. You might be able to hear it. I'm in Missouri right now. I'm going to be teaching at Northwest Missouri State University this year. This will be my first full load, um, four four. It's a four four plus more. Um, it's there's a there's actually quite a bit to do in this environment for teaching art, and so I'm just trying to do my best to keep up with it. So consider supporting the podcast by subscribing to the YouTube channel. And a reminder that this is a podcast, so you do not need to watch the video. You, if you have YouTube premium, go ahead and turn the video off and just listen. This is the only platform that this podcast is published right now. I might, if we start to get a lot of traction, I might publish it to iTunes and other places, but for now it's just on, it's just on YouTube. So hope you enjoy. Thanks for the support and let's get into it. So one of the best things that happens is when you interact with the podcast by posting comments and we actually got a comment last week on the last episode from Stephen Mitchell 5499 um, and we'll get to that in a second but I wanted to say as well that this might be a shorter podcast today um, we've the first one was like an hour the second one was like 40 minutes 
who knows how long this one will be i think it feels like it might be shorter but i'm just gonna it'll be a much more personal version today it'll be less like nuts and bolts of of kind of probably universal thoughts but this will be more of a personal just like where i'm at and those kind of things so hopefully you're enjoying the conversation and you're interested in the journey and um you know definitely ask me questions as we go along so i can keep you know sharing with you the things that you want to know about in this journey so we'll talk about um pretty much everything that happened over the last week but we'll start off with this uh you know viewer uh, viewer comment really that i'm turning into questions just turning into content for the podcast okay so stephen mitchell 5499 he writes um first you need to find a mentor the university should provide the support second you look into imposter syndrome Third, this was titled as ChatGPT and was absolutely not about it. So let's start from the third one and go forward. So if you haven't discovered um, yet that this, the titles of the podcast just feature one of the many topics that we talk about during the podcast. So I did talk about ChatGPT and how I was using it. So it very much was about ChatGPT. I just, maybe Steven didn't actually listen to the full podcast. So maybe they were expecting the title of the podcast to be the first thing that was talked about. I'm not sure there. So as we go forward, those of you that decide to give this a chance and listen to the whole thing, the titles will represent something that happens, but I can't, I'm, I don't have the interest. So I've done podcasting for a really long time. And my least favorite part of podcasting is show notes is writing out notes for the podcast. So I'm not going to be doing that for this one. I'm not going to be going back, listening to it, writing out everything, doing timestamps and all that kind of stuff. That's just not going to happen. I have no interest in doing that. So the podcast does cover many different topics. I just pick one that I think might be the most clickbaity, I suppose, um, and put it as the title. So hopefully people will check it out and then just kind of listen to the whole thing. So last podcast definitely had how I was using ChatGPT in my class um, or for designing my classes. Um, so I just assume, I guess he didn't listen to the whole thing. The next, I'm going to skip over um, the imposter syndrome one, because I think that'll be the one I'm talking about the most. And I think that'll actually be the title of this podcast today, uh, talking about imposter syndrome. But um, he says, first, you need to find a mentor. The university should provide this. Yes, we do have a mentor. We had orientation, which I'll talk more about in a, in a little bit here today on the podcast. We had four days of orientation and one of those days was to meet with our mentor which I'm looking forward to talking to um I don't specifically remember the reference of why he might have said this but it was probably just because I was feeling you know like I'm I'm, I'm at a place in my career as a professor where I'm have a lot to learn and so he was probably suggesting that i should talk to a mentor and that's exactly what's going to be happening i've scheduled a coffee with him next week so we'll get together i'll let you know next week's podcast i'll let you know how chatting with my mentor went so stay tuned for that so yeah definitely gonna have a mentor that i hope to take advantage of throughout the school year um yeah all right so imposter room i think this will be the one that i talk potentially talk about the most but as i as i was thinking about recording this podcast i was like well there might not really be that much to talk about the bottom line is i don't um i don't subscribe to the idea of imposter syndrome because of a couple of reasons that i've learned over the last couple of years there a couple of years ago maybe i would have agreed with that kind of terminology i just i do not um 
I do not basically, I guess, like the terminology. I don't think it's an appropriate form of talking about things because if you study what where imposter syndrome came from, so the idea of imposter syndrome is that you're feeling like you're not qualified, but you are essentially, you just kind of have this, this idea that you don't, you're not qualified to do whatever it might be, but you actually are. You're just, it's just a self-worth kind of thing. However, what I've learned about the term imposter syndrome is it's, it's kind of um, became into existence around the time women started um, entering the workplace. So it's a very patriarchal centered terminology that is basically not a very good, I don't know, I don't like it. It's not a very good representation of, you know, language and, and, and ideas because it's, it's basically saying women suffer from being inadequate more than men do. If you really look into the origins of the idea of imposter syndrome. So I, for that reason, and you can look up online, I've seen videos about it. I've read articles about it. The last one, I just, I, I did a quick search for it before I started this podcast. And there's one from, I think it's Harvard, um, a study from Harvard or one of those colleges. I can't remember now, but, um, but yeah, so just Google it, Google imposter syndrome and women and patriarchy and those kind of ideas. And you will see exactly what I'm talking about. So I don't want to perpetuate this kind of concept. You know, I don't want to perpetuate this kind of, you know, as we're, we're doing much more, we're fine tuning how we relate to the world as professors, as educators, we're learning more about implicit biases and, and those kind of ideas, those subtle, you know, those subtle things that you say and do that, are rooted in um, rooted in kind of racist kind of ideas, rooted in um, patriarchal ideas, rooted in ideas that are not equal. They're not, and so this is one of those ideas. The, the, the idea of using the term imposter syndrome is rooted in inequality, and I do not agree with it, and so I don't perpetuate it. And I'm also a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. He's one of my, you know, online mentors, I guess you could say, like, I really do appreciate the way that he views the world. And recently I heard him talk about this idea of imposter syndrome and saying it's more about insecure, just being insecure. And what do you do when you're insecure? You just, you deal with it. You, you learn what you need to learn and you work through it and that's what you do. So, so it's very much, um, I like the idea of just feeling insecure is what it is. I'm just feeling insecure and at times, you know, but that doesn't mean that I'm not qualified, you know, because imposter syndrome kind of suggests that you're not qualified, but just feeling insecure just means you're just kind of processing. Oh, here's some thunder. Can you hear that? Probably can't hear it, but um, just dealing with imposter, I mean, dealing with insecurities is just, you know, you just kind of learn what you need to learn, ask the right questions, meet with your mentor, as we've mentioned before, um, and just kind of keep building and growing. So I like to, I, I like to think of it as, and I have tons of, so there's also this level of, so shifting that. So a, we're not going to use the term imposter syndrome. I'm never going to subscribe to it. I'm not going to use it. Um, it's just not something that I'm interested in. So there, um, 
and yes, I do have insecurities and I do have self-doubt and I do have to work through things and I do suffer from anxiety as those of you that have been a part of this journey with me for a while know I talk about anxiety and depression and mental health all the time. I'm very, very much not afraid to talk about it and know it's just a part of life. And I have many, 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 many tools to help me through this whole thing with and it, and it rotates, you know, I find sometimes one tool works better than another and so i use that tool for a while and then it kind of wears out in a little bit so i have to think a little differently like i have my saying deploy grace in the face of adversity whenever i'm confronted with something that's frustrating or you know and sometimes my anxiety is frustrating so i go like you know how can i approach this as a person with grace how can i approach this situation when you're let's just bring it back to this you know first time teaching full-time classes at a university you know there's a lot of, i've had a lot i'm filling out my classes and, and there's a, this constant like thought process of am am i um doing enough you know am i gonna be able to do all this am i i'm getting burnt am i gonna get burnt out because there's so many different things i have to do and so there's like all these opportunities to deploy grace and go like well how would a person of grace handle this situation um, and so that's one of my tools I go and I go, you know, they wouldn't complain. They wouldn't bitch. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't do a lot of things like that. They would go like, they'd probably, I don't know, they would probably take a deep breath. They'd probably be grateful for what they do have. You know, gratitude is another thing. So that's another, just, um, that's another top line thing with, with all this we're talking about when you feel insecure, it's like, just remember what you're grateful for and that helps you um find your way out of those insecurities you know because you usually sometimes it can relate to what your strengths are you're grateful that you communicate well with students you're grateful that you went to grad school and you have this body of knowledge you're grateful for a lot of things so it just reminds you of the things that you do have um gratitude and one of the things right now as well it's like i'm if you happen to be watching the video, I'll hold it up for you. I wrote down a little sheet on a sheet of paper. It just says one day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. Don't look too far ahead. I wrote that down a couple of days ago and that's really all I can do. I can only control this moment right now. There's nothing else. So if I'm looking too far ahead of going like, oh, it's, I'm not going to be able to figure this out. I'm not going to do that. That's going to be what, just don't worry about it worry about it when you get closer to it worry about it when it becomes you know obviously you want to prepare you know as much as you can but you there's only so much you can only control today so do whatever you need to do today to to set yourself up for success and that if that means sending an email to somebody to ask a question if that means filling out your syllabus more that means filling out your course schedule more that means working on a project that you're going to be working on. But what can you do today to help you succeed with um what you're going through so there we go thanks Stephen mitchell for the comment i really do appreciate it i would love anybody else to join um and leave a comment so we can make that would be love i would love it if this podcast just turned into me responding to comments um, and questions and ideas that you are inspired by and want to want to hear my thoughts on so feel free to jump in the comments and let me know all right so what happened this week let's we're going to bring it home in a little bit to what just really really personal I, I suppose it's been personal all the way across the board so far but i wrote down a few things i wrote down orientation state of comfort i wrote down i wrote down plans for the semester my bed my work my artwork um 
I wrote down payday. <laughs> Let's start with that one. Let's start with payday because that's pretty important. Um, payday turns out payday. I think I've talked about this a little bit before. So when I was at, so it seems, okay, here's some practical, here's some practical, um, hopeful, um, um, information that maybe everyone that's in this university professor kind of level of education might find valuable practical information payday when do you get your first paycheck so san diego state university we started in august august basically the same time we're starting northwest missouri state university starting in august middle of august is when classes start 21st for me here and can't remember last year when i started classes but it was in august we at san diego state university we didn't get our first paycheck till october so it was a month and a half before we got our first paycheck you know i was teaching as a graduate student so i was making graduate student money a little bit not very much at all a little bit of graduate money from graduate school when i started teaching as a non-graduate student you know, I thought I would get paid basically October 1st, essentially, but that didn't happen. So I totally messed up my money schedule and everything at that time. It was the word, it sucked really bad. So this time around, I was like, okay, so there's a potentiality that I won't get paid till October, um, September, yeah, October 1st again. So there may be this, I may have another month of like hardly any money and it'll be kind of crappy, but that's not what's going to happen. I learned that my first paycheck at Northwest Missouri State University is August 31st. So I guess they pay the end of the month. Um, San Diego State University, they paid on the first of every month. On here, they're paying on the end of every month. And maybe, who knows? I mean, I can't imagine that. So new faculty, basically our start date is was August 7th. So it's almost an entire month. But, you know, existing faculty, they don't really work that first month as much, um, at least don't have to be on campus. So I wonder if they shift your pay. I don't know how it works. But anyways, just new faculty at Northwest Missouri State University were getting paid on August 31st. So if all my calculations are still correct, I should get my first. Basically, I'll just say the first end of the month, first of the month. I should get my first paycheck from Northwest Missouri State University, which will be nice. I should get my last paycheck from, no, actually, yeah. I should get my second to last paycheck from San Diego State University. So, right? Yeah. No. No, it'll be my last paycheck. It'll be my last paycheck. It'll be my last paycheck from San Diego State University. So, that'll be nice. I'll also get my travel reimbursement for moving to Northwest Missouri State University. So, that'll be nice. And I'm actually working, I have a side um, um, contract gig of doing some video editing. So I'll, I should be able to get a little bit of money from that pretty close to the beginning of the month or so or whatever. But so I'm looking to get set up fairly nicely right away with my finances, but I'm really behind on a lot of stuff. Like I'm, so, I'm behind on tons of stuff. So we'll just have to take it. I'll let you know in a couple of weeks where the actual phase i'm very transparent about things so i'm happy to tell you like where it is because that's part of the journey for me it's like i made the sacrifice in a way to become a university professor i had i had to sacrifice money for a while until i got into this position 
So yeah, there's another thing. Now that I'm saying that, I was reminded of some some idea. I think I talked about it last week though. Oh, I was I was thinking about so one of the things I want to te- talk to my students about talking about freelance work and one of the classes I'll be teaching this semester is kind of like they call it senior capstone which is basically preparing them for the real world. It's like your resume, your cover letters, you know, interviews, those kind of things. I took it as a graduate student um, at San Diego State University, so I'm gonna use some of what we did there. But one of the things that is gonna come up, we're gonna talk about is how to charge, you know, if you're freelancing and how to charge. And my advice at this time, if it's possible, I think one of the best scenarios is to not be desperate and how can you not be desperate when you're freelancing? It's to be working somewhere that's paying enough of your bills so you're not relying 100% on your freelance work so that you can charge adequately. Because if you're desperate, you feel like you can't charge as much as you should, and then you're undervaluing yourself, you're, you're potentially burning yourself out, you're potentially be getting resentful because you're doing a lot of work for not enough money. So. That's one piece of advice I'm gonna give my students. All right, let's jump into it. So the big thing that actually happened for me at school this last week was orientation. On Monday, we um, it was Monday through Wednesday, no, through Thursday, it was four days. I thought it was actually three days when I first kind of heard about the process. And then I was like, oh, it's four days long. It was from 9 a.m to basically 2.30, sometimes 3 p.m., somewhere in that range. I think one day went to three, one day went to like 2.30, one day might have went to two. Um, But it was, you know, all the kind of usual stuff. There wasn't anything out of the ordinary. Um, I'm not gonna go down the list. You know, they told us a lot about Canvas, which I already feel comfortable with. I use, so the, what do they call it? A learning management or LMS, LMS, learning management system, something like that. Like there's Blackboard. The ones that I'm familiar with are Blackboard and Canvas. And there's probably tons of others out there that I'm not familiar with. But Canvas seems to be the one that's kind of taken over a lot. Um, And it's great. I love it. I use it as a tool in my classroom. So if you're, I don't know, if you're an older professor that hasn't really gotten into using them um, as much, because I, I would feel like newer professors are more in tune because they're probably had been using them during their their schooling experience. And so they, they're more familiar with it. But older professors that are having to learn those systems, and I don't know how long they've been around. I don't know. Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe I'm just speculating too much about it. But I use Canvas as a tool. I love that the, I can keep the grades up to date because... You know, some professors kind of wait till the end of the semester before they grade everything. I like to grade as I go so the students are really aware of what's going on. I use it for announcements. Like every, all the information is in there. I, I just load it up with everything, all the information that the students need to know so they don't have to remember things. They don't have to dig through their emails looking for things. They can just go like, what did Professor Zim want me to know this week? Oh, let me just go to the Canvas. Let me look at the announcements. Let me look at the assignments. Oh, it's all there. Okay, great. That's what I need to know this week. So a lot of Canvas stuff. And there's a lot of like tools. The one thing I'm not as, I don't need as much right now, but but there's a lot of, so a lot of, can, a lot of the widgets, a lot of the extra apps are designed for people that kind of have more quiz-based classes, more like, 
memorization based classes and mine's not a, my art classes are not memorization based classes they're do make based classes so and i'm not gonna put my students through memorization of anything i want them to be practically applying at concepts versus memorizing concepts so we're just going to use like instead of a list of vocabulary words that they memorize i'm going to give them a list of vocabularies to do projects around so they're practically they're like here's a word look it up make a project around it not look it up and memorize it that's not because i don't know with the access we have to phones and the internet these days, I think we need to seriously reevaluate how we teach ideas. And because there's, I feel like there's probably still heavy, heavy, heavy reliance on memorization of concepts rather than just going like, well, the, I, everything you need to know is online. So just look it up and do it. And as you more you do it, you'll just learn it because you're doing it so much. And it's just the practicality of some degree of memorization will just come naturally because you don't want to always be looking up the same term every time you need to use it you want to go okay and that that idea I've, now i have and i don't have to worry about it but it's like the application all right so so a lot of um canvas stuff um and then just kind of how the university works um most most of the other professors there were are tenure or eventually going to be tenure track most I'd say maybe there's like one other possibly if that I don't even know I, I honestly don't know how many other people that were there aren't planning to be there after this this year I might be one of the only ones um, so it's you know there's a sections of it geared toward tenure track ideas and those kind of things which I'm not concerned about right now that's not a priority for me um, so there was that stuff just yeah you know, getting to know yeah just getting to know the kind of culture of the university a little bit as best they could to tell us without, you know, it's, it's hard to be told a culture. You have to like experience a culture. So as the year, as the year plays on, it'll go good. So far, everybody's been really nice. Um, I haven't really, there's been very, very, very minor red flags or any kind of flags um, throughout this process, which is, you know, every, every, there's never going to be some space that's 100% like everything you've ever imagined so and that should go that that's as being an adult being a person a real person should be pretty um clear that you know there's certain things that you're gonna just have to deal with you're gonna just have to go like yeah that's not the way i think about it but you can think about it and we'll just try to meet in the middle somewhere so and there's you know as we go you learn that um so orientation there's there's nothing really else to mention other than um, the last day. So every at the end of each day, they gave like did a little raffle prize for people that were there. And on the last day, I won the prize and it was an iPad mini. So I got myself a new little iPad mini. Um, I opened it last or, yeah last night. Yesterday was the last day of orientation. I've decided to use it for it's basically going to be my home stereo. It's a 68 gigabyte, so it doesn't um, store very much. It's already told me it's full. I like transferred how I have my iPad Pro set up onto the mini and the amount of apps and stuff I have, I guess, was enough to like fill it up. It's like full. So um, I can't really, I won't be doing anything other than like, it'll just be a little web book for me. Like I might watch some movies here and there on it, read some books, but definitely use it as my music player in my in my home studio here so 
pretty exciting. And the way I interpreted that for myself was just, um, just that a little, another one of those things that I mentioned about before, like how the universe has just been kind of on my side through this experience of like making it just a little bit easier. Like the choices that I'm making and going like wondering if they're the right choices and going like, well, if the universe is, is providing me with these things to make life a little more fun, a little more easy, then I suppose it's, I'm making the right choices. So <laughs> that's the way I'm interpreting it and just allowing that to be, to be the case. Um, let me know if you have any, if you want me to dig or dig deeper into orient the idea of orientation. Um, one thing I did I, on the feedback for the orientation, the one thing I gave feedback on was that kind of, you'll understand possibly. Well, so like a lot of schools nowadays have, um, these course, you know, like on your syllabus, you have course learning outcomes, but then they have like these, I can't remember what they called them, but program learning outcomes. And some of the classes like mine, I don't think any of my classes have this in it, but it was really kind of confusing on what they were talking about because trying to connect the dots of like, there's certain times in certain classes they want us to report to like the university level if the students are understanding the concept and and they have this little one through three grading scale of it and one meaning like they don't get it and two and three means like it's fine two is like they basically get it in three like it's perfect but and they were trying to describe how those are connected in canvas and like your your rubric and all this stuff and it was just it was a little abstract and confusing um especially since i i would have liked a scene of like a very practical example like in chemistry blah 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 there's usually they do this assignment and usually that means they attach this to that thing like be more concrete with it that was one suggestion i, I gave them like be a little more concrete like more specific and concrete versus being abstract about how that all because it was really when the guy was explaining it all i was like because i was getting confused with just your course learning outcomes of your syllabus and i'm still learning on how to write those better as well and there's this whole like there's like a whole science around those concepts of like um um what that means like there's a term i don't have it right next to me let me let me dig it up bloom it's a blooms thing to, uh, i don't know it's still stuff i'm working on like i have this this guide there's other oh in my i think in my book they gave us there's some of this course planning maybe let's look it up blooms taxonomy guide like the terms you want to use for course learning outcomes. Um, I might just sit down with somebody in the learning center to like tell them what I'm teaching and how they think I should write these course learning outcomes. But anyway, so that's, I think my dyslexia plays into why that's difficult for me to like really connect. I mean, in the classroom, I'm like, I, when I'm with the student, I can guide them to the right place. But trying to put that into words is not always easy for me. Um, so there we go. All right. Oh, and the other thing that I was suggested to them was to shorten it to three days. The fourth day, we were like everybody was just like, Bleh. like they, we were all just our brains were melting out of our ears because there's just a lot of information. And if there's a way to shorten it to three days. I think it would be much more valuable. But. Then I wouldn't have won my iPad mini because I won my thing on the fourth day. All right. 
now we'll get into a little bit more personal stuff, less of the school stuff, a little more. What is a what does a professor in a new town do um, when they move into town, and how do they decide to do it? And since I'm planning to be on the move again, I want to keep doing this for a few years in a row. Um, I don't want to get a lot of stuff. I don't want to have to deal with a lot of stuff. So today, I actually just picked up. I'm sitting at a new desk. Those of you that might be watching the video notice the background's different than it was the last couple of times I did this. So I shifted my desk situation. I actually have a chair, much more comfortable. I can actually, I'm not hurting like I was before sitting on boxes trying to record these. Um, so it's just down at a local high school. One of the professors at the college husband works at the high school and they're getting rid of stuff. So I, I got a, just a straight desk, no drawers, no nothing, just tabletop with legs and it's working, no workout good. So we got that set up. We're getting our... Our, our command center set up um, where we still have a few more things I need to, I'm going to be buying two more external monitors decided to just buy two new ones they're just going to be you know h 1080p HD ones they're not going to be 4k because 4k is like I'm looking at $400 minimum to get a decent 4k monitor um, and I don't I don't want to get two of them so I don't want to spend 800 bucks I just so but I can get a, a reg you know an older style HD monitor for a hundred bucks a piece and that's what I used before so that'll be a lot more economical so but I'll have to wait a couple of weeks for that so you know be sure to follow me on Instagram and, and TikTok and where you'll be able to see more of the and and YouTube shorts as well I'll probably be posting more of the kind of the visual evolution of the space as well so that's cool got some chairs the next thing I'm I the same person is going to lend me a breakfast nook idea um, so I'll have like a breakfast table. I need a little table to sit at for breakfast or meals basically. So that should be coming this weekend. I'm hoping to pick up that. And then the last thing that I'm really having to figure out is my bed situation. So I've been on this evolution of, I don't want to deal with the, I don't want to deal with moving a bed, you know, cause like the desk I have now, I'm not going to be taking with me. It's going to go away. Um, I don't want to have to move a bed again. So I think just today i went through a three step evolution originally i was going to do like a couch bed type thing that folded out sort of like a futon but but the ikea had this couch bed thing and then i remember this idea of a day bed which is basically a twin bed that you can like put pillows on the back side and it kind of makes it look feel like a couch and i was like oh that's what i want but i don't want a twin i really don't want a twin size day bed i want like a skinnier size day bed but i couldn't see anything i would have to make something custom so i'm like ah and then i have the box like the frame for it that i have to deal with i was thinking like oh i could just move this every time but i was like well do i really want to do that and the only reason i was thinking about doing that was because i want a place for people to sit when the, if they come over but then i realized kind of i can just get more a few more chairs i don't need a couch for that so now I think what I'm going to do is go back to what I was doing when I was in San Diego, which is a trifold mattress. I made videos about it on my YouTube before. However, I won't be treating it the same. I'm going to leave it out. Um, those of you that are watching the video right now, or if you want to turn on the video real quick, on my right side is where my bed is right now, but you can't see it in the frame. And that's what I want. I don't want you to be able to see it in frame when I'm making video content on my channel. And it looks like that'll work out. I'll just angle the camera to the side here. 
I'll be able to have my bed over on that side and there won't be any big deal. Um, so that's the plan for the bed. Um, is And it's only like 180 bucks for the trifold mattress where, you know, the bed frame and mattresses, otherwise it would be more. I, maybe throughout the year if I could, because it's a twin size mattress, even though it folds up. So maybe I'll get a frame for it so it just lifts me off the ground a little bit. But as long as there's no pests, which there hasn't been so far, um, I'm okay with just staying on the floor, I guess. I just, I would like to be off the floor a little bit, but I don't want to spend the money. I'd rather put my money toward other things, um, saving especially. Like my goal, my goal is to, basically I'm like thinking like, I'm gonna put like 2000 away that I don't think about for the next time I move. Like that'll just be money I can spend for whatever I need for moving, $2,000. I'll probably have more by then too, but at least I'll have that. Like I'll just put it in some bank account that I just forget about. And then when I move, I'll like, oh yeah, I have that $2,000. Let me just tap into that as I need to. Um, but hopefully throughout the year, I'll be able to save. I did reevaluate. So again, it says state of comfort. Um, well, that's different. We'll talk about that in a second, but I did plan. So p plans for the future. What did I put there? I don't know. Plans for the, <clears throat> I forget what that says, but I have slightly reevaluated my overall ambition. You know, I wanted to have $20,000 in the bank. I wanted to make artwork. You know, there's like, I have a lot of ambitions, but I also need to remember not to burn myself out and take it easy and it'll, everything will work. As long as I don't get lazy, as long as I keep working forward and just doing what I'm, I can do, things should work out, but I do have a tendency to get over ambitious and then burn myself out and get frustrated that I can't do the things that I want to be doing and those kind of things. So I'm reevaluating my expectations for myself and allowing myself like this first month, especially, just all it is is planning my classes and being in the classroom. I'm not gonna worry about making artwork, I'm not even gonna worry about live streaming too much um, with making you know art especially, but even, I can't really live stream Splatoon. I've been live streaming Top War a lot lately, which has been great. Last night I, I was pretty like overwhelmed and stuff. And so I was like, at, part of me was like, well, I shouldn't live stream, I should like do something else or just lay down, but then, I was like, but I really enjoy live streaming. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to do. So I was like, screw it. I'm gonna live stream Top War and just see if anybody's out there. And by the end of the live stream, I felt so good. So it was like, just allowing myself just to have fun doing the things that I wanna do um, as we go and not worrying about anything else. So um, yeah, so so those are some of the things that we'll be doing and just kind of reevaluating and maybe in like, a month maybe by the end of october maybe september september maybe by the end of september beginning of october then i'll start prepping my studio space and then i'll make some um because i'm once i get going man i make art so fast so um yeah but we'll just see we'll just try to take it easy and then as far as monetary goals you know i would love to have 20 grand in the bank but if i don't then I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't have a lesser goal. I don't want to say like 10 will be good enough because it really won't be. But if I don't hit it, then I don't hit it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat myself up for not hitting the 20 grand goal. Um, 
Now, who knows? It might happen, but that's really where you come into play, like subscribing to the YouTube, coming back and watching other videos, um, supporting with by on Patreon and Super Chat, Super Stickers, all those other things will really go a long, huge way in achieving these goals because I really don't want my income from school to be my only income. My overall goal is to make another 10 grand through YouTube, through selling artwork, through um, doing some contract work, you know, video editing and different things. So we'll see how it plays. All right. We're about, I don't know, 40 minutes, I guess. Well, this podcast will be less than 40 today, um, but about what we did last time. So that's pretty good. Be sure to jump into the comments. If you have any questions, if you want me to follow up on anything I talked about today, if today inspired anything for you, jump in the comments on the YouTube and let us know what you want me to go into more depth with. Now that, you know, we're getting into this, you know, I'm, I'm catching you up on a lot of stuff. So I imagine the podcast will be shorter. I want to try to do them every week. Friday is like, seems like the day that I'll be doing them. Hopefully sometime on Friday, um, and getting them published sometime by Friday night. So yeah, just stay tuned, um, and check in with me let me know how you're doing. And as always be loving, kind and patient, and we'll catch up with you again next time. Peace, my friends.